and welcome back to another week of Riffs and Scripts. Riffs and Scripts. Riffs and Scripts. Riffs and Scripts. Boom, boom, boom. Sorry, I'm in a weird place. Um, That's all right. This week we are Um, discussing fun, different pranks that have happened ideally during live performance because that's when it's the most fun. Practical jokes. We have some others. Yeah, practical jokes. But first of all, how are you, Cole? I'm all right. I'm all right. I, uh, I've, I've been spoiled over the last week because I had my birthday. So, um, and then uh, my lady friend, her brother's birthday happened. So we ah. basically chained birthdays. Ooh, that was very cool. That must be expensive for her. Um, yes, I feel sorry for her, <laughs> actually, frankly. We had quite um, a funny moment, actually, when we were last recording. You were like, oh, she's here. Do you want to say hello? I was like, yeah, I'd love to. And I was like, but first, make sure I know her name because I might just call her Danny. <laughs> <laughs> so we have now decided that Danny is like our term for like comrade, like during yeah, the exactly. French Revolution. Come Jack- here, Danny. Yes. So exactly. Now, if you get called exactly. Danny, you just That's have it. to be flattered. That's it. <laughs> or if we can't remember the name of someone when we're telling a story. They can just or be if Danny. We have to, or if it yeah, has to be anonymous. If, yeah. <gasps> Or if, if it has to be anonymous, so Danny, I was talking to Danny, yeah. and Danny and Danny were hanging out. You never there's three bloody believe story, what Danny did next. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, Danny. <laughs> yes. Whoever you are, mythical pretend Irishman who isn't actually Irish because that's not the name of the person. Sorry, what? Dave. Dave is Irish. Yeah, Dave is Irish, but Danny, but Danny isn't because Danny, Danny doesn't be exist. Danny, Danny is a mythical creature Danny from the Feywild. In all of us. We are all Danny. Dan- we're all Danny, and Danny you is all Danny. of us. I, I am Danny. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Ooh. Anyway, you can already tell what kind Jesus. of episode it's going to be. Can't yeah, we? it's going to be one of these, yeah, isn't yeah, it? A cheeky one. Right. So, where should so, we begin? So, yeah, we've 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 collected some stories of of practical jokes um, and pranks and things. Amber did a um. Uh, an Instagram questions thing to, to source some, which I should have done because I know a lot of bands, but I forgot. So I just got loads of ones oh. that have happened that Do you know, I've my back's done. Hurting a little things bit that have happened with the pa- band. Carrying this podcast. From carrying, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Look at that. I wish you could see that little gremlin face she just gave me. <laughs> you just got me a fucking gremlin. <laughs> yeah. I uh, wish you so could I've see her I've gremlin face. Out. I've I've picked out some famous some ones from a few famous bands um that are really good and uh, oh I just remembered another one that I haven't written down so I'll put that on the list but I've also done some Hell's Gazelles ones um some other ones with bands that I know um some other awesome funny stupid things that have happened I think but Amber we're going to start with you tell me okay a wonderful practical joke do we yeah. want to start with our own stories or other people's stories? Let's start with our own. Let's start with our own. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I okay. So I'm going to start with one that isn't necessarily a practical joke, but it is. A, it is still a funny story of Amber on stage. So I started off as a little baby in panto. Um, I was in a production of Dick Whittington, um, and then the following year, or a year or two later, I was in a production of Sleeping Beauty, the pantomime. So what they did was there was like a troupe of kid actors and we were all playing little fairies and there are so many stories. So because you can't get children to do eight shows a week, you had two casts, right? So it would it would just swap between the two of us. So we had more yeah. days off and things like that. Yeah. And in my cast, I was the smallest one. Surprised. I mean, what a surprise, yeah. But so therefore I got given the smallest costume but it was still too small for me. So, That's not good. Yeah, so they were all pre-made. They were like, oh, she's the smallest one. She'll get herself into that. And I could not get myself into it. And my, oh, I literally, we had to do that thing of like perfect posture, my friend clipping them all up. And then we did like a scene all together where all the fairies are like having a lovely day. And then the evil witch, the kind of Maleficent character, scares us. And then we had to do a really quick change for like a dance routine. And I basically realized I could hulk out of it. (laughs) So (laughs) if um, so, when we were supposed to like, look scared, the witch is here. I used to purposefully go like that. And hot, like yeah. hunch my back, and every night you just heard like as like the clippers <laughs> on the back of my little dress came undone. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, very nice. So then there I would go. like run backstage and be able to throw it off really quickly. But there was another. There were so many. So we were either fairies or we were like 
court jesters. We were in little like hat costume things and we worked at the palace and we were sent to sleep and there were ball scenes and this, that, the other. And um, there are two examples of me getting in trouble. Oh dear. (laughs) One was, again, this is the part that wasn't really a prank, but basically I was trying to be helpful and one of the older girls screwed me over. So basically they did this like slightly more complex, lovely dance that was quite acrobatic and they were in kind of bodysuits and then they had to get into their fairy costumes really quick. So during that dance, I got ready and I was trying to help one of the older girls and I held her dress out and I had it all ready for her. And then because she was rushing, she snatched the wand out of my hand. She took my prop because she thought I was holding hers. And so she snatches it and runs on stage. And I'm the last one to go on because I'm the littlest one. We do it in like order and have Mm. a little moment. And I was fucking furious. (laughs) Like you had all these (laughs) grown-ups going, come on, come on, yelling at me and not at her. And I didn't have time to find where her wand was and pick it up. And you have to remember, I was like six years old. I was like six, seven at the oldest. And the grumpiest, bitchiest little fairy stomped out onto the stage that night. I was fuming. I was like, the bitch stole my wand. How? And I had a dance solo in that bit because I was the cute little one. So I had like a whole moment and I was like, so what now I don't have a wand for my dance solo casting a spell on the beautiful princess. Like I was fuming and the parents Boom. the parents got really straight up the grown-ups and the teachers got really cross at me for not like being more professional and not like smiling anyway and things like that um so i felt so embarrassed and then the Brilliant. last one in the same show there was a bit so when we're, we're being court jesters there's a bit where we're all supposed to be having a party and then magic happens so we all freeze and me and this boy just we were just being really naughty and we were trying to hurt each other while we're in a freeze frame. So like we've all, we're all like holding hands in a circle, like ring around the rosy style and me and him, I don't know why we just got really competitive. We're just like squeezing the other person's hand. We're basically playing mercy. (laughs) We were playing a game of mercy on stage in front of a live audience when we were supposed to be frozen. We got in so much trouble. So that's, mischievous little amber in the panto days but i don't have that many stories since then because clearly they they shamed me enough that i've never had the guts to do anything naughty ever since it's probably a good thing (laughs) there you go oh we um yeah practical jokes is a funny one because a lot of what what happens with us is just they just dare me to do something i say no twice and then i do it on the third one (laughs) (laughs) like like for instance we did this show in butlins where there was the original singer from Toto. Remember Toto? Yeah. Like, Hold the line. And uh, Africa and all those songs, right? Yeah, you know, at the end of the show, they're just like, Cole, do you want to go out? So so, so it's in Butlins, right? And and Butlins hasn't opened. It's it's all closed off for this rock festival that we're doing. And we had a little cabin and, um, and uh, everyone on site was in this rock festival. So there's all these kind of old school rockers and then, you know, a couple of people who are following bands like us and stuff. And uh, Nathan's just like, Carl, do you want to get naked and streak around Butlins? And I was just like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Go on. No, go on. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> and now that Nathan knows so, that, I bet he can get you yeah. anything. So, so, yeah, it's just easy. Just, 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 um, Carl, do you want to get naked and run around Butlins? So I did. And then there, there is a video of me butt naked singing, um, I bless the rains down in Africa, Africa. running around Butlins, um, butt naked. Love then um, also the work. same night, they also dared me to. Um... <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about this. <laughs> they did uh, what's Faith by um, George Michael. I had a leather jacket and shades with me, oh, so I there's see. a video of me in- wearing nothing but a leather jacket and shades doing Faith. Because it would be nice if, if I, I could, could touch your body. body. Yeah, so there's me doing that. Those aren't practical jokes, but that's the but kind of shit that just happens shit, normally, yeah. right? Practical joke that happened on my birthday the other week, which just I, I totally forgot about until it did. So Barney, the beautiful bass man Barney, whose birthday beautiful was yesterday. Beautiful bass man Barney. Yeah, beautiful bearded bass man from Buckinghamshire. Oh, I love um, it. Oh my gosh. Barnaby Booth. His name's Barnaby Booth. How cool is that? Barnaby Booth, the beautiful bearded bass man from Buckinghamshire. Bastard. Um, Mate. Fantastic I love branding. Him. Love it. 
Yeah, exactly. But it was his birthday yesterday, so shout out to Barney. I think we should get Barney on the show at some point, just because yeah, right. he's really cool and he's he's done a lot of gigs and he's been around a bit, you know. But um, he came to my birthday party and Luke, right? Over the last year, he's got really into his motorbikes, and um, we were all like, "Well, you're gonna die." It's nice <laughs> knowing you, Luke. Oh, like well. <laughs> because he drives like a psychopath, absolute nut job. And when he got a bike, I was just like, no, "Luke, I don't want you to die." I don't want you to die, Luke. Anyway, so he gets a bike. He, he likes to find something, and then he gets really into it for a bit. And bikes at the moment. Now he's got a job selling bikes. Because there's a cop and a go. So, oh, it's a lovely, beautiful bike. It's £14, £14 for a bike. Anyway, so he's he got his new Victorian bike. He's really market. proud of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. £14, darling, etc. So... He's got a new bike. He turns up to my uh, birthday with it, parks it out and goes, oh yeah, look at my bike. Oh, it's really nice. I'll park up here. It's really rev, 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 rev. Oh, look at me. I'm very special. So Barney turns up about an hour later and says, oh, God, it's great to see you guys. And we bought Barney a bottle of whiskey a couple of years back for playing loads of gigs with us. And we just wanted to say thank you. So he bought me a bottle of whiskey and he brought this lovely bottle of whiskey and we all had a, a bit of whiskey together and we had a li- nice little blokey manly moment drinking our whiskey and going, oh, isn't that nice? Which is not something unique to men, but it was just a nice little special moment for us. Yeah, yeah. And and then Barney takes me aside and goes, Cole, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do something. And he puts two things in my hand and says, I've got a whole bag of these in the car and it's two googly eyes. <laughs> so Luke, Luke is always like the guy who's like, I'm going to do the Barbie because I'm a manly man and I'm going to do the Barbie and I'm going to poke the meat around and yeah. I was like okay right Nafe you keep Luke occupied you guys do the do the Barbie and Luke will go and do the Barbie me and me and Barney have something we got to discuss <laughs> right so me and Barney go have a discussion so we sneak out the front and we go in his in his car and I so I thought a bag of googly eyes was like you know 12 googly eyes but he gives me like this massive handful and we just took like 20 minutes on every single bit of his bike I think I've got pictures I can show you in a bit. It's fucking great. So, yeah. Imagine turning up to work, selling mics, and yours is at Covered in Googly Eyes. <laughs> oh, that's good. It was a simple one. I'm starting off with low-level simple ones because there's yeah, some sure. really fucking funny ones later. There's, I mean, I, and speaking of my birthday, we'll do another one that t- took place at my birthday. So, um, we got invited to do this festival... And the lineup was full that year, but we were to come on the next year. But they were like, hey, guys, come down and uh, check out the first day of the festival here. So it's like a summer festival. So it's like kind of family friendly. They have a lot of bands. We have a burlesque show as well. Ooh. And we went to see the burlesque show, which I was I enjoyed. Uh, I was like, yeah, this is great. So next next year, and it was my birthday at the time. And, and, the, and the, the show always takes place on my birthday. So I was like... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this gig, and yeah, we'll go to the burlesque after, yeah, because we uh, the shows afterwards. So I'll enjoy that; that'll be great. So, like, oh, okay, cool, go on, cool. So, so we do the gig, great show, everyone loves us. We come off, we go to the burlesque tent, and Luke's like, "Oh, let's go sit closer, Cole." Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll go sit closer. Fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right, you go sit closer <laughs> on my birthday, so you can guess At what a happens. Burlesque show. Yeah. Yeah, you can guess what happens. So, at one point, this woman starts climbing over the chairs into the crowd. I'm just like. What's that one? What's going on here? Get him! <laughs> yes. So they pull me up Target's on stage. <laughs> I get a lap dance. I end up accidentally kissing a burlesque dancer. How do you accidentally um, kiss a burlesque dancer? She was like, "Oh, kiss me on the cheek," and then she goes, Ooh, Ooh, yeah, "Like yeah, that." Okay, you fine. know, uh, do all that. So that was great. And then says, uh, "So you, have you got a girlfriend or anything?" I was like, "Yeah, she's here tonight. She's just over there." Yeah. So, so how long are you guys been together? Yeah, four years now, I think. Three or four years. Yeah, yeah. It's going well. It's going well. Um. So, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a proposal live on stage. No, 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 That is so cruel. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, no, no, this isn't, this isn't happening. Oh, God. Mate, I have <laughs> So they do that every year now. Openly, we, we played it the year after. I've openly stated to my boyfriend, because I've said, I have actually been, I'm quite an, a blunt fucking person. And I was like, the proposal, the day I get proposed to, that's the thing I want to be a treat for me because I'm a planner and I control a lot and I would do I'd pay for yeah. a lot of the wedding and I'd plan everything. Um, so I was like, that's the thing I want to be me. But I've also openly said to him, if you have, if you dare do a big public proposal dare. in front of a load of people on a stage or at like a sports match, I will say no just to fuck with you. <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> you are not gonna get a yes if you I, was, I hate flash mobs weird thing about me i fucking hate flash mobs they they seem fun but they're not <laughs> just annoying and right and it, like it's it's very rarely a good performance it's normally just like the cha-cha slide um, yeah I was actually listening to a different podcast that was like, imagine if you did Don't Tell the Bride, but if we did it, how would we make it as bad as possible? Because it was a married couple. And I said, that's my other half and, and he's he's atheist. So I was like, if I if I was to try and plan the worst wedding for you, it would be a really long religious ceremony in a creepy old church. I was like, what would you do? He just went flash mob. Boom, flash mob. Yeah, not a fan of it. Yeah, so as a result, I'm scared of doing that festival because we played it another year after that yeah I was like, so wait so, you better sorry, not do anything with the burlesque story. so the burlesque dancer goes oh i don't know if you've ever seen a public proposal on stage yeah and i was like it's, it's all right it didn't it didn't just it didn't make, happen it's make fine your girl you know, at the time some, shit herself basically and to make me shit myself yeah um now she was in on it she fucking knew about it oh, didn't that's she cruel. that is so, so they were fucking everyone knew about it but me right so that's when I've been the butt of the fucking jokes. I... And then the next year, I was like, that, so the next year I was like, they're not, don't do anything. Because, okay, so the thing about me, I'm like bubbly and blah, 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 but I also have like a really nervous streak, right? Yes. And particularly around performances, right? Yes. And you'll know this. And um, at this time I said, right, don't do anything at the burlesque show. And they're like, there's nothing happening at the burlesque show. The next time, I was like, there's nothing happening, nothing happening, whatever, you know. And, um, uh, something else about me is that I talk a bit all laddie and stuff, but I, uh, I, I, I don't like making women feel, you know, like objects and stuff. D- disrespected. So, you know, yes, exactly. Just to make it abundantly clear, we've talked about this stuff a lot. And so the next time, so this just sounds like a really elaborate. I'm not sexist. No, but... no, 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 <laughs> no. It's it's not. It's not. It's not. It's it's an explain. It's explanation of why I'm like. Like this, yeah. which you can't see at home, but like looking at the sky. Because what happened the next time is that we did our last song on the main stage in right. front of like 5,000 people. Yeah. Love those shows. And yeah. I'm just like, what are they going to do? What are they going to fucking do? And then they pull out all the girls who have been doing naked body painting all day. Oh, hello. Walk up to the front of the stage. And I'm like, looking around. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> hand in front of my face. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. <laughs> I'm not looking. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just like posing and shit and i'm just like man I, there's pictures of me just like looking away into the crowd because <laughs> um yeah so this so that was isn't... fun we did a photo shoot with them afterwards that was great <laughs> okay this that isn't was, a show but it's just a demonstration of how cruel i can be <laughs> okay <laughs> so um years ago i was still with the same guy for the sake of the story let's call him danny so me, Fucking danny. me and danny have been together since we were 20 and Blimey, was, really? Yeah, yeah. I know Danny. Well, technically, we were still 19, but yeah, um, anyway. Right, yeah. But close to me being turning 20. It was like almost exactly on my 20th birthday that we first yeah. like, kissed. Anyway, um, so we're in our early 20s. We're about 21, 22 at this point. And, and recent, is this is not long after I've had some kind of party at the house. So a lot of people had been at my mum and... I was living at home at my mum and dad's house all on one night, which is important. Yeah. So my mum just sits next to me in the living room and it's just the two of us. I'm very close to my mum. And she goes, um, so we need to talk about something. I was like, okay, well, go on. And she was like, well, um, as you know, our routine is that your dad empties the bins. I was like, okay. Uh, we, we Dad found a pregnancy test in the bathroom bin. Yeah. <laughs> I threw my head back and laughed like a fucking banshee. I was like, ah! And I, she was like, oh, so it's not yours. I was like, mother, if I was worried I was pregnant and didn't want to tell you, would I take the test in your own fucking bathroom? No, uh, I wouldn't. Clearly what's happened is someone else has done that here. Someone used the fact boom. that there was a party and got a little bit of private time and took a pregnancy test so that they didn't have to do it at home. No, it's not mine. She was like, okay, boom. okay. And like, honestly, my, my both my parents had kids really young, so they're actually not... They were never the parents. They're that... not too. And I yeah. was over twenty. It wasn't like I was sixteen. They would have been fine with it. I, I actually, we actually, I actually said that. Like you would have been over the moon. She was like, "Yeah, your dad would have been." But I was like, "No, no, no, not me." I was like, "Can you do me a favor?" She was like, "What?" I was like, "Can you pretend you haven't had this conversation with me and call Danny?" She was like, "Absolutely not." I was like, "Please, please, mum, for me, please call him." 
and just be like, um, we found this in the bin. Is there something you need to tell us? Because oh he'll absolutely God. shit himself. My mum refused. That's so good. I, right? Oh, fuck. She wouldn't do it. She that would have been it. the best thing in the fucking world. <laughs> she was like, you're really evil. I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Back on some show-based ones. I'm sure I've am d- sure I've done ones like that. Yeah. The thing is, what's what's weird is that I've done some loads of little shitty practical jokes all the time, and I can't like remember most of them. Yeah. I've got one that I did that made me fucking laugh, which is not a band one, right? Okay. One that I did way back at school when oh. I was about twelve, right? I've been in year eight, so I was I was doing it because I'm dyspraxic. They were taking me out of lessons, um, to do like remedial stuff which frankly was pointless um in retrospect which is why i stopped doing it and they used to take me out of what lessons humanities which is fine i had three lessons of humanities um a week so you know that's all right but they also took me out of music which is one lesson a week and meant that i got a d in year nine in music which is my lowest grade in year nine and then i ended up not doing music in gcc so it was just fucking stupid it was counterproductive it just shows because that they what do i do now i do music side of their education no of course not anyway um, April 1st, I believe in April 1st, I believe in April Fool's Day, um, I believe in puckishness and naughtiness and trickery and being terrible, so I had some family friends who owned a joke shop, a naughty, filthy joke shop. A naughty, and filthy joke yes, shop. so they did loads of naughty sex joke stuff, but they also did um, fart gas and you, the argument with fart gas mm-hmm. is you buy a can of fart gas and you do two sprays on someone's bum so that their bum smells like they're farted, right? And there's something like 30, 40 sprays in a can. I think you know where I'm going with this. Oh, gross. How much did so, you spray it? So in the break oh. before my humanities lesson, in the break before my humanities lesson, I snuck into the room and I emptied the entire can. All over the room, but mostly on the teacher's chair, but all over the room, right? That's disgusting. So, so, and it was fucking bad. It was awful, Amber. It was so bad, right? And um, left the room, came back in for lesson, and everyone's filtering during lesson. I was <laughs> looking around. And it's genius, because if they're wondering who's farted, it couldn't have been you, because you weren't there. Well, no, no. I was there for the first 20 minutes, and then I had to leave. I see. So I'm there, and I'm just, my shoulders start going. That little, like, giggle shoulder I'm just fucking laughing. And everyone's laughing. Everyone's looking at me laughing. I'm just looking at everyone else (laughs) laughing. And then my teacher's like, what is this? What is going on? He was a really cool guy called Mr. Speak. He's just like... (laughs) And he said, I may have... Yeah, I may have... Anyway, guys, I've got to go to my, my lesson now. So I'll see you later. And Mrs. Speak was like, I'm really sorry, Cole. Because he's laughing his head off. I'm really sorry, Cole, but I've got to give you detention for that. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll just fucking laugh. So here's the thing. The smell didn't leave for like a week. No, of course not. Those things <laughs> so, last. They so really do. like every, I think they closed out the block at some point. But like everyone was going into that class, like for every lesson. <laughs> Because I only went in there like three times a week. Right. So every lesson people were going in there. that's their form room. <laughs> that's the whole thing. But it didn't just stay in the room. It was just the whole block, including like the t- the staff team room and stuff. So like Beautiful. it just fucking stank. There was a phase <laughs> where there were clearly a group of girls at my school that discovered this prank because there was a there was like a year Boom. where it would just periodically happen. It happened funny- when we were getting, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the word, inspected and things like that. Yes, yes. The thing was that I spoke to people who I was, I didn't know at school or like went to the same school, but were at the same time as me, like a year or two above yeah, yeah. or people who I didn't know. And they all remembered the day that hu- the humanities block just fucking stank <laughs> that, that one week. Like, and Historic. I was just like, yeah, that was me. Anyway. Good times. Yeah, um, I'll give a theatre example because I haven't done that in a while. This is so, um, all of the ones that people send in are anonymous. Okay. So this one from this, this Danny. Danny. <laughs> says we were doing we were doing the crucible there's a bit where one of the guys reads from a book and it's a long boring speech so he has his lines in the book fair enough yeah so he'll just read it read it straight out and apparently (laughs) apparently someone took his lines out and replaced them with a sticky note that just said good luck on the final night oh you fucker you absolute fucker. I love it. I, I fucking love it. Love it. Oh, that's exactly what I was looking for. Yes. 
they didn't tell me how it ended and if they got through that final night but that's you know that's brilliant that's amazing oh. that's so good we got i mean there, there are general band ones um this one's not like a big one but it just fucking terrified me right because when rick was in the band and we'll use rick's name when rick was in the band oh but we um, like rick yeah i love rick Rick's rick, a pal. rick if Rick, I don't think you listen to this, but if you are, we think you're great. We think you're fucking great at bass. Um, and a lovely man. And, you know, uh, anyway, I'd, I'd shag you. But, uh, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> in fact, funnily enough. No, uh, no. I'll, Rick, I'll mention that in a moment. Me? I'll mention that in a moment. <laughs> Rick, will you marry me? No, I'll mention something funny in a moment about that. But um, that one time was a cold, lonely. No, fuck's sake. So Rick is Swedish, and um, there's culturally, I don't know, uh, I found this very similar, but there were certain things about our humour that were just a bit different for him, I think. So we would do practical jokes, little practical jokes all the time, like just gobbing each other off or, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And um, he decided, so Luke, Luke's driving. I'll say it. Uh, I'll say it you again. You said this a minute ago. A he's, bit he's fucking a, manic. It's a terrifying yeah. driver. Okay. So that 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 turns up. For instance, um, he's also one time when we were recording, we were driving through a fucking village, and there's an island in the middle of the road, and he's just like, "I'm just gonna go find the CD," and he puts his head down below the dashboard for at least five seconds, right, looking for the CD, and I'm like, "Luke, Luke," and there was an island in the road where people would usually cross, no! right? There's no one there. And I was like, "Luke, Luke, there's a thing," and he sticks his head up and goes, "Oh yeah." It goes, I mean, he's not wrong. There was a thing. That's a fucking line <laughs> that we have in our fucking heads as a result of that. Scared me shitless. There's been times when me and Nathan have been clinging on to each other and shit in the dark because he's just fucking powering through at like 90. We're just like, Luke, please slow down. Anyway, that's why we were so panicky when he got a bike. But Rick was always terrified of Luke's driving. Why? Because Luke's a terrifying driver. And he always powers through yellow lights, amber lights, right? So when we're at a big roundabout, you know, he'll just go through and then Rick goes, <gasps> fucking hell. So Rick often goes <gasps> at like the wrong moments when it's kind of safe to do that. But he doesn't really drive Rick. So, you know, Luke does a lot of shit that's crazy. That one wasn't. So Rick decided, hey, I'm going to play, play a practical joke on these guys because that's that's what they do. So I'm going to do that. So one time we couldn't really see either side. Luke couldn't at least. And he was driving. Rick was in the far left seat in the front. So we're pulling out of a thing. It says, Rick, can you just check... um if we're right there's no cars coming and uh luke starts going out and rick goes yeah, yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine and then luke starts putting out and this car goes whizzing fucking past and rick was like what it's just a joke it's just a joke we're like rick we don't want you to fucking kill us rick <laughs> jesus christ fucking terrifying so for someone who like you know was so scared of luke's driving all the time we actually nearly died i could literally do a whole episode on driving stories I'll tell oh you I'll tell you one that was dangerous and one where I went into like weird survival mode. When I was at uni, um our little group of friends in London actually paired off quite a bit. So um two I had a friend from home who coincidentally came to my uni and people were in like pairs at different unis. It was quite cute. So hmm. my boyfriend and one of our mates got the train to our uni. So four original friends were all gonna get to hang out. And we're at this party and then I went to Royal Holloway, which if anyone knows that uni is on a massive hill. It's on a massive hill and the train station's at the bottom of the hill and the party we were at was at the top of the hill. And I remember saying I was going to go, I was like, oh no, to a friend of mine. Um, I was supposed to go pick them up and I started drinking. I didn't think of it. And he went, it's okay, I'll drive. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So me, he's my friend from my course and my other friend from London get in the car to go pick up two people from the station. Now, you would think that me saying, oh no, I started drinking and then the other person saying, it's okay, I'll drive. That implies they haven't been drinking yet. Yeah, 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 obviously. Right? No, he had been. Oh God. And it was truly terrifying. So he- I hate that shit. He nearly crashed- overcorrected so swerved to avoid an oncoming car then nearly crashed into a parked car so swerved God, to yeah. avoid that like we were absolutely fine but it was really I'd scary and the friend in at my unit one of my friends just went does anyone actually know this guy because she had just trusted i knew him from my course she had just kind of trusted me and got in the car and nearly died oh my god and i literally remember grabbing him and going if a single person in this car gets hurt i'm gonna fucking ruin you 
Luckily, we survived. But I had like yeah. people I very much cared about in his car. Another one. It is kind of theatre related, but not a prank. Um, a load of I went to pick up a load of people because they were carrying a lot of set and props. So I picked them up from a station, and I was driving them to a location. And basically, I was going round a road that is quite a, a strong bend, and I'm not going that fast. But a, and it's one of those things that when you've got parked cars on either side, you only one car can really drive in the middle at a time. And this car on the comes swerving round the corner, and I swear to you, I had one of those like movie moments where my brain played out every possible yeah. solution. So I knew that even if I miraculously stopped, let's imagine just perfection, don't stop mm. moving, that car was going to come into me. He was going mm. too fast. So I scanned like Terminator, the road around me. <laughs> yeah, the road around me found a space that was a drop curb that led to some pavement that was clear like no yeah. lampposts, no parked cars and had to swerve around him, mount the curb and swerve back down. And all of that has happened in like a second yeah, and yeah. a half in my head. And so again, the two mm. people in the car were like, what just happened? And I'm just pumped with adrenaline going, don't worry, we're fine. I took care of it. <laughs> <laughs> I took care of it. Ooh. Don't you worry. I'm here. Oh, it's scary. I had a really bad crash. I won't tell you about that now. Because oh. we could do a whole episode on cars. Oh, mate. But, um, Road safety, uh, guys. Get your one, shit together. Yeah, fucking hell. And I'm not being Don't funny. Since lockdown, since lockdown, the roads in London, there have been so many crashes. Oh, my God. Guys, I will t- oh, get your I'll shit t- together. I'll tell you something crazy just while we're here. I, I was driving the whole way through, as you know, because I was working. I never never stopped working during, during all the lockdowns. So um, the time... When all the traffic disappeared was fucking lush. Yeah, it was I will amazing. tell you that yeah, right yeah. now. It took me ten minutes to get to work when it used to take me between half an hour and an hour, right? Because it was always a busy, busy yeah. road. So it was fucking amazing. But the de- the day when stuff started opening up, like everyone had forgotten how to drive. Yeah, genuinely. And like people were just pulling out in front of yeah. me on like major roads and shit. All the fucking time. So, no lane discipline, stuff like that. It was really frightening. So my current day job that I've had for years is working with kids, doing drama, dance and singing. And it's at a different venue every day and this, that, the other. I have never been late for a class. Ever. Hmm. Yeah. Ever. Really, this month, twice in one week it happened. I actually got a very serious threat. Like, if you can't get to your classes on time, you're not going to get to teach them. And I actually no. had to be like, look, please look at my track record and how long I've been working for this company and the fact that I've never been late before. But it, they were like, well, you need to be more prepared. I was like, no, I don't because I always get there early. But this that week, that one of yeah. them was because there was a massive crash on the North Cirque and it just yeah. took it took two hours to do what was normally a 45-minute yeah, drive. Yeah, of course, yeah. And then the other one was, again, it was just crashes, roadworks. And again, because when it gets busy, everyone thinks that they're journey is the most important and they cut each other up and overtake and they drive so aggressively it's been horrible this month on the roads anyway back to pranks you know anywhere near london is just terrible to drive like the closer you get to london it's just get worse and worse driving behavior yeah but i live in london so for me for me that's normal but (laughs) even for that even for london it's dreadful horrendous yeah dreadful 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 anyway Enough of lovely, fun driving stories. Okay, so I remembered one just now. You said this was going to happen, because I, I said to you before we started, man, I don't know if I've got that many. So so w- in our first drummer, who <laughs> no longer in the band, I wonder why, um, at one point when I went out for a whiz... He's not during, a Danny. Uh, he's not a Danny. No. No. Anyway, um, do you remember the film Step Brothers? Yes, I didn't like it. So, uh, that's fine, but there's a famous thing that happens in it. So... Um, I went for a, to the loo. So at this point in time, we were practicing in the garret in in the root in the loft above someone's garage. One of our old guitarists, uh, our old guitarist Greg, who's a lovely guy, great guitarist actually. But um, it was like the height of summer, really fucking hot. Okay, and I went out out to go to the loo. And now this this drummer, there was always a bit of animosity between us because he envied the fact that me and Nath were really good friends. Yeah, you've right? mentioned this before. Yeah. So um. When I was away, he took my microphone and rubbed it on his asshole, <gasps> um, uh. which I found out after I'd put it in my mouth. Uh. Um, so that Gross. was good. So the next time he went out, I 
got my hot, sweaty balls and rubbed it all over his drum kit. And I'll be honest, kit, I've got big balls and they big. are sweaty. A drum kit is big. Did you individually yeah. go on through the sticks, every drum? On you the did? sticks, mostly on the snare. Thorough job. Um, but so every time you hit the snare, a little bit of ball sweat would just fly up his nose. Oh, that's disgusting. Cole, that's um, disgusting. It was a hot day and it was hot and it was warm. Oh my God, I'm going to be sick. So anyway, it's his own fault. He shouldn't have rubbed my microphone on his arsehole, frankly. Um, those are the kind of malicious practical jokes that, um, yeah, that one he fucking deserved, the little arsehole. Anyway. All right, I'll go to um, a slightly nicer one. So that's, that's, that's fun. <laughs> I can give you a more lighthearted one if you like. Go for but... it, go for it. Okay, so it was the band. It wasn't a gig, but we we took a band holiday, right, with uh, our our close knit little friends, and like we got some friends just outside the group. So there was like maybe eight of us on holiday, maybe a few more. Can't remember. And um, like I was, I knew it was. I suspected what was going to happen, and I was kind of in on the joke, as it were. Not it, well, no, it happened to me, but it was like a fun one. Is that I went for a shower before going in the swimming pool because we had a pool when we went on holiday. This is in Croatia. And uh, so obviously Luke took all my clothes. I was in the shower and I didn't have anything. So, you know, of course, there's a video of me chasing Luke, but fucking naked (laughs) all around the house in Croatia. Go away, you little fucker. I'll fucking rip your balls off. (laughs) And um, he'll he'll have that... uh... You'll have that video. I will send you that video. You're quite a a small man. So picturing (laughs) a small man... Naked, so <laughs> something that makes you even more vulnerable. Well. So two things that make someone less threatening are being small and being naked, right? Yeah. So I'm exactly. just picturing this little angry Cole, like come here, <laughs> fucking kill you. That's exactly it. And oh, like the, the the house, the house had like you could kind of run round it, like it, it had a yeah. door here and and, and it was like around a central thing. Yeah, so like, there's a video of me chasing Luke around the whole house. Love it! I know? need to see that. Video. And he, the, but the thing was that I was like playing up to it a little bit because we had friends there, for sure. and they got to see us be in a band because they weren't always there for the band stuff. It was like you know, girlfriends and uh, and friends of the girlfriends and, and and friends of ours and stuff. So so you know, you played it up a bit. But there's a fucking brilliant video somewhere that he was taking as he ran away with my clothes. Right. So I will send that to you. I'll probably put it on all the hells because I was Facebook anyway because I found it fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> frankly. Um, so that's a happy one. Amber, Amber, tell me a stage one. Tell me a stagey one. Here's one that I was present for. This was in our production of Sweeney. So in Sweeney Todd, there's a really beautiful part of music that's like four people singing at once. You know when they do that? And there's a yeah. thing where they say lots of different names. It goes like Anthony, Todd, Todd, Anthony, Joanna. And one of the guys singing it in one of our rehearsals went, Donkey! <laughs> <laughs> Because for the babies oh. listening, as a reference to Shrek 2. So yep. then it became this ongoing joke. Donkey. Yeah. So during that song, in rehearsals, in the sits probe, whatever, Todd, 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 Donkey. <laughs> and then on one of the nights, right before he walked on for a solo, one of the actors just over his shoulder went, Donkey. And he was playing a, like a villain, so he's having to walk on, looking really kind of gross. And, trying like, not to fucking laugh. Trying not to piss himself yeah. laughing. Yeah. Oh my god, so good. So Another good. one that someone sent in for funsies. I was doing Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Uh, we had the trophy that they grab for on strings that floats up in the maze at the end. So you know when it at the end of Goblet of Fire, they both grab it. And they trans they teleport, don't they? It's a port key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're at that bit. Um We know that. We we yeah. understand the mythos. At the end, and they grab for it, but the girl in charge of the string kept pulling it up too high, then dropping it down and pulling it up again <laughs> so that the actors could never reach it. Oh my god. It was a bit of a spoof, but did get a lot of laughs, and the actors didn't know what to do, so just kept jumping for it. <laughs> Oh my god! Brilliant. Do you know what? I've 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 only got a few more. I've got ones. I've got one or two famous ones, and one that happened that I was there for, which I want to I want to close on that because okay. it really fucking made me laugh. But I just remembered one that's actually from Greg Davis stand up. Okay. Because you know he used to be a drama teacher. 
Yes, and yes, yes. I just remembered it, he's and he said funny. that. Yeah, I like him. He's. He, I. I find Greg Davis genuinely one of my favourite stand-up comedians. He's only done a handful of stand-up no, shows. No, but his stuff is really good. I've watched. But it's really, really funny. He I just tells laughed. stories about you know, like like his when he says his dad. Yes, I went to see this woman, and then I shagged her up against that wall. You know, fucking yeah. Brilliant. I laughed a lot more than so I thought funny. I would. I laughed. Yeah. I laughed so much yeah. when I watched his stand-up stuff. Because yeah. you're so used to him being either the guy from between us or yeah, like or just you know, like a taskmastery type kind of thing. You know, Anyway, there's one he was saying that I just want to interject with because it really just, you reminded me of it, is that I was, you know, presiding over Year 13's final drama performances and it was all really big and really important. Yes. And there were people up in the rafters throwing blue tack and rubbers down down at the Year 13's who were doing their final performance and they were yeah. nerve-wracked. And, he, and I realised I had to give up teaching because it was me and the head of geography doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> I just thought, oh man, it's just so brilliant. I'll give you I'll give you a famous one. Go on. And Lemmy always said it was his... I, I've seen an interview with Lemmy from Motorhead and he said it was his favourite story of, of pranks and this kind of things. It's about Richie Blackmore and he hoped it was true. So Richie Blackmore was the guitarist of Deep Purple, right? Mm-hmm. So Richie Blackmore, amazing, brilliant guitarist, one of my favourite guitarists of that era, also an arsehole and kind of arrogant. But yeah. not, not always an arsehole, but you know. But he was a bit notorious for doing stuff to people on tour when they're asleep, right? Oh, oh so he oh, no. he was ha- no no. So he was having an argument with the tour manager for Deep Purple or Rainbow, one of those bands. Yeah, and they, they was piss- They were pissing him off. So he slipped him a Mickey, which is you give him a drink laced with some kinds of drugs. Knocked the guy out, and the guy woke what? up. This is yeah, bad. Yeah, this sounds this is it gets worse. Ah. So slipped him a Mickey, and. Um, the guy wakes up, bollock naked, nothing on him at all, no papers, no bag, no nothing, no clothes, locked in a hired car with no keys on a ferry to Iceland. I actually, <laughs> did you say this was a famous story? Yeah. I feel like yeah. I've actually heard it. As soon as you said on a ferry to Iceland, my brain went, we go. oh, yes. I mean, I might have told you it because it's you one of my favourite stories. That's insane. You can't do that's That's not a prank. He, he said, he said that was like that... the most malicious thing I've ever heard. I think that goes a little bit beyond like playful trickstery. <laughs> yeah, that's because Richie Blackmore's an arsehole. That is horrible. Oh, my but, God. Yeah, he said, yeah, it probably is true. Um, another famous one, someone was pissing off Motorhead and wasn't paying them on tour, this Norwegian band manager. So last day of the tour, they bought loads of whipped cream. Um, I was wondering if whipped cream would come up. It's a yeah, good one. Yeah, obviously. And um, they pulled his trousers down, put whipped cream all over his cock and then shoved him into the crowd. So... <laughs> <laughs> shoved him into the crowd as if the crowd were like ants that really wanted to eat the cream do you know what i mean you said it as if he, you dipped him in honey and put him in a beehive like they were all gonna eat oh, him oh god oh oh mate i wasn't ready for anyway that, that was, was good that was good that was a famous one and i'll give you one more in a bit but i want to hear more from you first yeah okay um oh, let's get my list up i've got lifts i've just looked at the waveform of my own laughing <laughs> I've seen that one the few times I've edited. The waveform of your laughter is oh my God. something to behold. It's just like on, off, on, off, on, off. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very dramatic. Um, when I was at uni, the Musical Theatre Society did a show every summer that was like a mashup. It was a summer cabaret. It was a mashup of lots of different musical theatre stuff. And the tradition would be that every year there was like a prop that they had to work into every routine but the it wasn't supposed to be obvious. It was supposed to be like, eventually, maybe half the crowd are going, what is that doing there? Do you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't have been a big obvious thing. So the year that I did it, it was like a mannequin doll hand and forearm. Um, so yeah, we just had to work it into a lot. The good thing is, because it was a hand, you could just pretend it was your hand at points, like while dancing, just hold it up. Or there was a bit where somebody uh, we did Who Will Buy from Oliver. 
So, um, yeah. I and love which, that song. Oh, yeah, me too. Which starts with, who will buy my sweet red roses? Two blooms yep. for a penny. And the girl who did that had um, a bat, like a basket with loads of roses and just this like decrepit hand in it, <laughs> walking up <laughs> and down the audience like, do you want to buy one? Um, so yeah, that was a good one. I feel like uni had a lot more. And I can't remember them, but there were there were so many when we were doing shows at uni. When I did my advance for stage combat, one of our routines, because you have to show lots of different weapons and stuff, was the quarter staff, which is just big fucking stick, yeah. And when you, it's actually quite a difficult one because with a sword, you can make sure that you stay at the handle, and you, it's much easier to measure. Whereas a stick is just a stick, and you have to just get good at self at spatial awareness. And so, yeah, there was a point where me and my scene partner were practicing. On the day of the exam, she hit me in the head with the stick. <laughs> right Ooh. above an eye. And she just went, fuck, rub it. And just came right up to me and was rubbing it like, you're fine. You're fine. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> All I've got left now is just more stuff that people have sent in. I've got some screenshots. You can do some of that. Yeah. Oh, I've got a good one. <laughs> this is work. So someone working in an office. Um... While she was in a meeting, everyone packed up her desk and her stuff. So she came out of the meeting thinking she'd been fired. Oh my God. That's amazing. I know. I've got a friendly one, which is that um, we, <laughs> there's a girl, we, um, we go in our friendship group at uni um, and when they're away for a weekend, we wrapped everything that they owned in their kitchen with newspaper. Yeah, so it all up. The that's a classic foil, one. The cling film. Tin foil ones, yeah. So just to get through more that people have sent in, because there are some good ones. Uh, a friend who works at a studio of some a music studio of some sort said a new runner was asked to go pick up some snouts, which was code for cigarettes, but someone told him it meant weed. So the new runner thought that they'd just been sent out to try and pick up. <laughs> That's good. Um, God, a girl I went to uni with just said, Cole, can you go pick me up some cheese? And I was just like, what kind of cheese do you want? I don't understand. But she wanted me to go <laughs> and score her some weed. Oh, she wanted geez. me to go around. She, she yeah. got a drug dealer's address and wanted me to go around their house. I was just like, I don't even do drugs. No, thank you. Um, no, thanks. Someone's put that they, when they were leaving, they downloaded a Chrome extension onto someone's computer that changed all images of websites to stills of Nicolas Cage. I love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Loving it. We've got a few things about tinfoiling desks and jumping out of cupboards, things like that. Slightly unplugged all the wires except the computer one, so they didn't know why nothing worked. <laughs> Someone put... Put sellotape over the bottom of a laser mouse so that it wouldn't work, but they didn't know why. So they were changing the batteries, <laughs> trying to get it all going. La 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 Love la it. la. One person put, I've got, I'm going to, these people put this publicly, so I might actually give them a little shout out. So someone called Barry said, I've got. Not a, Danny, but Barry. No, his name's Barry. Barry Tinkler. <laughs> great name. Barry Tinkler. Hello, Barry Tinkler. You've got a phenomenal name. Please continue, Amber. <laughs> He put, I've got a downside of fun prank story. I did a show years ago where I had to burst out of a trap door. As a prank, someone stuck a toilet plunger to the trap door to make it bounce back. It did bounce back right onto the top of my head, giving me concussion. Way! Poor old Barry. Um, I just... Go on. I just remembered something that that first drummer did before he was even a drummer in the band. We were in like year two, right? And do you remember, uh, it would have been, I guess late 90s at this point um maybe early 2000s late like it was around that kind of time and um do you remember flexi bendy glasses became a thing and there were loads of adverts for oh, them at the time glass yes yeah and um uh my brother had glasses this was before i had glasses so i must have been at most 10 or 11 right mm. so i think it was like year two so i think i was yeah. really young and um this guy was like, yeah, my glasses are really expensive. And he was like flexing over like, oh yeah, my parents got loads of money and shit like that. Yeah. And um, I was just like, well, my brother just got loads of glasses and his sight's fucked. So his glasses cost him like 200 quid or something. And he was just like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, can your brother's glasses do this? And he thought he was wearing his bendy ones. And he wasn't. <laughs> but he snapped it. He literally, in front of me, he was like going, I'm really rich and... and uh, and and he just pulled his glasses and he slapped him right in front of me. And I was just, I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, that's what you get though, isn't it? I'm sorry. That's but that just was like, really it was his though. own doing. It wasn't a prank. It was yeah. just his own doing. 
Like, I wasn't, I wasn't like saying, yeah, my brother's glasses cost loads of money. That's no, it's no big deal. They're just glasses cost money. You know? Yeah. My brother and I didn't really pull pranks on each other. We wound each other up, but very openly. There was oh, yeah. no subtlety in the Sava house. Like, it would just mm-hmm. be, I just, if I want to mess with you, I'll mess with you to your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Gary Cords had a wig that got caught on a wood arch on the stage and came off. No. <laughs> Oh my god. Classic. Um we had to sneak in words and lines given to us by stage management into the show each night. Things like chunky monkeys, etc. <laughs> I don't know if this is a game or if it was an improv group, I don't know. Oh my god, can I tell you a really filthy Wait, game? I'm halfway just... through a story one minute. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Things like chunky monkey, etc. I was a noob at it and I was petrified, but so proud when I managed to crowbar in the word ostrich into my cousin rachel i had a mild one though so hard not to laugh when the other actors managed theirs i'm gonna be honest i don't fully understand that i don't know if it was like an improv group and they were supposed to use words in the scene or if it was just a running joke i have no idea but don't know. thanks for sending it in thanks <laughs> cheers guys cheers pal we've no idea what you mean but it's like you know yeah thanks should we do one more should we do your last one should I do my last one? So I was there for this. Um, There's this amazing Australian band called Massive. They're nice guys, actually. They're funny guys, like funny. And we did a gig with them in Reading, and they were just finishing up a tour that they'd done with a band called Gorilla Riot. I think it was them. Might have been another band. It was the last of the tour. The other band were playing, and these guys were all hanging outside with us. So they went to the local Fishmongers, and they bought loads of fucking stanky, fresh fish. Um, no, it wasn't fresh. It was like partially frozen, right? Right. They bought and 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 they came back to the split van. It was the other band's van, right? So, and they just like under the hood, you know, in the glove compartment, under the floorboards. They were like unscrewing stuff and hid this fucking fish everywhere in this fucking van. So the other band. Unless they cleared it, like there was like I think six or seven fish. Oh, gross! And they they were going to tell them that there was one more than there was, so they'd always they be looking always... for one more fish. Yeah, and like it fucking stank so much, and they were putting it like under the bonnet, so it was like getting hotter and hotter and melting and going fucking manky. It was the funniest fucking thing in the world. They were such funny guys, but yeah, I love stuff like that. It was just evil fucking with people. Yeah. God, we ended up with quite a few stories then, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> we more did than think I we'd thought. Fill it up. Yeah. Well, folks, we hope you've enjoyed this particular tricky uh, episode of uh, Riffs and Scripts. If you have any more ridiculous pranks that you've thought of while listening to this episode, please uh, just write in. Um, we'd love to read them out for you. It'd be lots of fun. So, um, yeah, just email us once again at riffsandscripts at gmail.com. And please follow us on all the social medias. We've got Facebook. Just look up Riffs and Scripts or look up Riffs and Scripts pod on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening once again to this episode of Riffs and Scripts. My name has been Cole Bryant. My name has been Amber Sava. We'll see you guys next week. Catch you later. <laughs>